Welcome to the Village ZM. We are a youth-led podcast that focuses on the people of Zambia and how to navigate the problems we face as a country in order to create development and progress for our great nation. Follow us at the Village ZM on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our podcast is available on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and various other podcast platforms. I remember how I discovered you, never mind. Uh-uh. Um, I discovered you, um, I think you took pictures at, at um, Critics album launch or something, some time back. Oh. So that's how okay. I discovered you. Yeah. But yeah, then from then I, you know, yeah, then I just see your work and, you know, I saw the Vogue thing, obviously. So... All right, okay. That's our Yeah. Anyway, with that being said, I guess we can get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of The Village ZM. And this week, we are going to be talking about women in photography. And we have a very special guest for you today. Her name is Namukolo. Namukolo, how are you doing? Hi, I'm great, thank you. How are you doing? I am fantastic. So happy that you decided to take the opportunity to come and be with us on this episode. And I'm looking forward to learning more because we aim to educate on this podcast. That's what we have been doing for as long as we started it. So hopefully this will be a very fruitful conversation. And in fact, like, let me not say hopefully, I know it will be. So yeah. So I feel like the best starting point is for you to introduce yourself to us, tell us about yourself and a bit about your background. It's not a job interview, so, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> if you miss out anything, it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. My name is Namukolo. I work as NS Photography. I've been a photographer for about, uh, I think it's about six years now. I, I started around 2015, 2016. At the time, I used to do it part-time, but I went into full-time at around 2018, late 2018, early 2019. That's when I went into it full-time. So I mostly do portraits. I do events. I do some products. I also do some corporate events and I also dabble in some fine art and self-portraiture. Wow, sis just said I, I do it all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 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 pretty cool. So what made you start this journey six years ago? Like what inspired that? Um it wasn't much of an inspiration as much as it was something that I almost kind of fell into so at first i was job hunting this is some time in i think 2014 2015 and then like i just put it out there on twitter like hey if anybody needs somebody to help like write a blog or something like that or like needs a writer for their blog just hit me up because like i was kind of like tired of sitting at home i'd been like at home for a year plus after my graduation and yeah so i just needed something to do and somebody who is now a friend contacted me. He was starting a blog on uh, music and entertainment. 
and he needed a, a writer. He was based in Indola, sometimes went to Kitwe, but he needed somebody in Lusaka who would be more connected to, like, you know, entertainers who are here or a- events that are here. So I first, yeah, started as writing for these events that they would send me to. And along with writing, they gave me a camera that I would use to uh, take pictures at these events. And then eventually I started like using the pictures as the form of storytelling rather than writing for the blog. So I'd make like these little photo galleries. So it's like uh, this event in pictures. So like Lusaka Comic Con, I think it was one of the first ones. If it wasn't the first one, then the second one. There was a fashion uh, workshop. There was a Scarlet's uh, album release. There were, yeah, so the different events that I, that I took pictures of. And at that time, I was like brand new to a camera. I only shot on automatic. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. But I was slowly learning how to take pictures and it became something that I liked doing. I eventually did get like a full-time job, but in totally something else, but I will do photography on the side. And at the time I was still working for the blog, but after a while the blog was getting like less active. And then somebody who had met me at one of these events wanted me to do a little more with my photography and put me in touch with a couple who wanted some wedding photos after their wedding. Like, so basically just a couple pictures and he recommended me. So I took those photos and I was paid for these photos and I was like, hey, maybe I could make this a thing. So that's basically how it started. Yeah, and I got recommended from there by the couple, by other people and different things. And that's how it just basically snowballed into what is my brand today. Wow. Now, like, you know, I was even about to ask you because I'm glad you actually brought up the the transition from doing it part-time to doing it full-time because I wanted to ask you what helped you make that decision, you know, because I feel like, especially coming from a country where people are scared to make that move in any area whatsoever, to just become self-employed and stop, you know, stop. Yeah, yeah the status quo jobs. So what pushed you to make that decision? Were you scared, you know? Yeah, it was not, can I say a push? It was almost like a jump. So at the place I was working at, my contract came to an end and it wasn't renewed. And because I'd been like, not exactly traumatized, but I didn't want to start the whole process of job hunting all over again. By that time, I had developed more or less a sustainable clientele for my photography, even though I was doing it full time. But the clients who I had were like, you know, recommending me more often to people to the point where like I really was like juggling my photography with my full time job. So in some regards, I wasn't too worried. But in other regards, I was a bit worried that will I be making like enough money to actually make a living? To like, you know, can I pay the rent? Can I still buy food? Can I still like, you know, afford maybe things outside uh, just the basics? So will I want to like, you know, take myself out every once in a while? Am I able to like go for holidays every once in a while? Like, is this actually a sustainable career that I actually want to do? But I think the plan at the time was to like, uh, um, when my contract ended, I just picked up photography. Is like at least maybe it would take me through some time in case I found maybe another job. but. 
I, I found myself enjoying it so much that I didn't want to find anything else. It was something that I woke up thinking about, went to bed thinking about, that's something that I enjoyed talking about and doing. So I couldn't think of anything else that I wanted to do. So I decided to just stay in it. And the people, the people who I had um, taken pictures for, like, you know, recommending me to all these people, like, you know, uh, hired me several times or recommended me to several people. So it actually sustained me. And yeah, so that's how it helps. But there are times when like, you know, the income is not as consistent as I'd like it to be or as much as I'd like it to be. So you get like seasons when like everything's okay. Then other seasons where like, you know, business is low. So yeah, in, in that respect, it's not consistent, but it's still something that um, I wouldn't change for anything. Yeah. Obviously, because you've been doing this for a while now, what would you say is the best way of handling these seasons? I think generally as a creative you know, you have seasons when business is booming, when business is not so booming. But what do you think helps you? Is it having a stable clientele? Is it anything to do with knowing how to manage your money? What what exactly is it? Um, one is definitely like having stable clientele. A lot of my, my clientele are families and friend groups, right? So these people are like always maybe like having either like birthday parties or having dinners, having days out or trips that they want to like uh, have pictures of. So it's like the it's like the small, can you say small? Yeah. The the everyday person is the one who kind of like keeps you in business because there are always everyday life things happening. So those kind of like keep you like, you know, padded during the dry months. For the boom months, these are times when either corporates or even like, you know, everyday people are having like more uh, events than usual. So say um, December one for one is a very busy time period because both of those, um, both of these uh, groups are having uh, a lot of events. They're having uh, a lot of shoots uh, that they would like. And even strangely enough, to my surprise, even January to about March is also a a busy time. I haven't exactly um, factored in why, but it's like, especially when it comes to, comes to corporates, they tend to have a lot of events, or at least the corporates that I've been in touch with tend to have a, a lot of like events or some happenings during the first quarter for some reason. Um I think March also, because March, I have noticed that there, yeah, even, yeah, so like February to March, there are lots of birthdays as well, which is actually very interesting to me. And then, uh, so usually the dry periods are from around May, June, July, a bit dry, but there might be one, two weddings that kind of like uh, help. And then from August and September, October, because, um, August is also like a lot of birthdays, September birthdays as well. October is festivals and such things like that. And then and comes the yeah, yeah. So that's, that's the cycle. So it's a bit up and down, up and down, but the dry seasons are not very, very long. Yeah. I see. That's, that's, that's actually something that I feel like is very important for every every creative you know because you mentioned knowing your clientele i think that's very important as well as yeah. um 
as 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 well as knowing the seasons when things boom and just being aware of that because it helps you plan, you know, in the long term. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's the thing. Like we we're trying to achieve our dreams while adulting, you know, and exactly. adulting doesn't wait for anyone. So yeah. So I want us to talk a bit about because obviously you're a woman and. I would want to know what your experience has been as a woman in this industry. Um, has have you faced any challenges, and what are those challenges? Uh, for challenges, um, sometimes I think there are not as many as I probably expected, especially when I started my my career. Basically, it seemed to be a Let's say it seemed to be a benefit more than a hindrance because from from my perspective, the people who hire photographers the most are women. This is because women are the people who like to have pictures of themselves when it comes to like, you know, when they reach like certain milestones of their birthdays, like say they reach like, you know, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. They like having large birthday parties or having certain pictures taken of themselves to mark that time of their life. Or when they want pictures of their children, they want pictures of their family. Usually it's the women who engage photographers to have these pictures for their families. On very few occasions, has it ever been like the the husband or the father's original idea that, oh, let's have pictures. Yeah. So mostly that is usually the women. And also like I've come across a lot of like women entrepreneurs who want to have pictures of their products, when it, whether it's hair, makeup, beauty products, such things. I've come across mostly women for, for those kinds of photos that they want. And also when it's editorial and fashion, it's mostly uh, women. So for me, being a woman and women hiring women, they seem to like the idea of hiring a woman to actually take pictures of them rather than a man. Because sometimes when it comes to male photographers, there's some issues that sometimes come up when it comes to a professionalism and being appropriate with their clients for certain types of photography. So uh, yeah, so being a woman has helped me actually with my type of clientele. Hindrance, let's see. Uh, one of my biggest issues is maybe like shooting late at night. I typically shoot alone and I don't feel comfortable shooting late into the night because I also have my safety in mind because mm. I am going around with this equipment and I'm driving alone. And what happens if like, say I get robbed or worse. So, um, so that's one thing I always like, usually uh, fear for my safety for some of these things. I have like taken photos at a festival before where I've gone home at around 2 a.m. I also didn't feel pretty safe. So yeah, that's one of the things. Safety can be an issue. And also another issue that I experienced when I joined the photography group, obviously most of them were men. I only counted maybe two other women who were in the group, but they were like, we were lots of people. And sometimes when we as women maybe would make some observations, it would seem like we're either ignored or maybe only one or two other men would respond to our concerns. So, uh, yeah, so it's like, you know, being heard, safety, those are mostly the concerns that I have as a female photographer. 
What of being, I've just thought about this. I feel like in creative industries, especially in Zambia, the biggest challenge is the low balling. Like people don't want to pay you. Yeah, people don't want to pay you what you deserve. I think it is true. Probably with, for me, this is, this is a personal uh, problem that I have with myself is that I have been told that I should charge more, but because I feel very self-conscious about, let's say, uh, I've never really been such a great money person. Why it took even like a long time to start charging people for photography was that I don't know how to price this. Like, I I don't know how to take somebody else's money, (laughs) even though I'm providing them a service. I'm aware of how much my peers will ask for a photo session. And then like, I wonder like, oh, should I also charge the same? Am I offering the same package as this other person is? Uh, I see that the men tend to be a little more, let's say, not aggressive, but a little more, um, what's the word? Yeah, but anyway, let's use the word aggressive. Like they, you know, yeah, they'll be a little more aggressive with their pricing. And for me, I'll be like, no, for me, this much is enough. It's okay. So that's, yeah, that's a disadvantage that I put at myself, but I am working on it. I'm working on matching my pricing with the package and service that I do provide. But it is definitely something that I have heard around going around that sometimes the women are found to have lower prices than the guys do. And that doesn't help the case. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, I do understand why it would be hard um Maybe not from a woman's perspective, because um, you know, obviously, I'm not a woman. But I, I do, I do understand. And I do hear you. But I'm also just thinking of the fact that maybe also in some cases you have situations where you have developed this long-term relationship with some of your clients, and mm-hmm. now it's it's very hard for you to like just switch up and increase the prices on them. They'll see it as switching up, but then also like the price of everything is going up, you know, and exactly. you, know, you have to eat. Yeah, so. I experienced this, um, yeah, this, especially this year with the way things like I already like marked up my prices at the beginning of the year, but with the way that the year was going, it looked like I needed to take them up again because things are still getting expensive regardless of the change that I had made. It gets very, it, it does get tricky, especially when you've just adjust, readjusted your prices to tell them that you're readjusting again. So, so I felt uh, a bit pressured to stay in the same original first year price rather than switching it up even like mid-year because it's just, it's become very difficult. I might revisit this later on, maybe uh, towards the end of this month because it is becoming unsustainable for the type of business that I'm running because I'm finding myself right now unable to like, you know, buy some things that I think are cardinal to my business. But if I can't charge what I need to charge, it's going to hinder me for the long run. So that's definitely is a problem, especially like, yes, I do have long-term clients, people who have been dealing with me for over a year plus. And to let them know that, oh, I've slightly readjusted my prices. It's, yeah, it's sometimes like uh, a difficult conversation to start. Yes. Okay. So I feel like we've, we've, we've talked a bit about the different challenges and, um, 
I just wanted us now to think of, because obviously you've been dealing with this for a long time. Yeah, you've become quite experienced. So what are some ways where you just feel like, okay, maybe if I had support in this area from whatever stakeholders that there may be, um, whether it's with the clients or it's fellow photographers, what would be the solution to some of the challenges that you, you, you face as a woman in photography? As a woman in photography, see one challenge that I would like to see addressed. I could probably even like probably start the conversation myself is like uh, more support from like fellow women photographers. A lot of them, I do understand, they have day jobs that uh, help fund their their photography because photography is not usually given as an option to women when it comes to career choice or even like really at all. A lot of photographers I know are self-taught. Like, you know, one day they picked up the camera, they started taking pictures, they enjoyed it. And then like, you know, they become photographers, even on the guy's side, not, not a lot of them studied for photography, but because it became a business for them after a while, they, they got into it. Now for women, because it is a bit hard to break into the market as a female photographer, or maybe like they don't know that it's actually sustainable as a business. They just basically keep it as a side business because of security. And that's very understandable because you don't want to have a time, especially if you have a family or you have dependents, you need stable income. And photography, if you don't have regular clientele, it's not going to bring you stable income. So that I totally understand. But I do think we need to like have more conversations around this and see how we can support each other. And when it comes to like, you know, let's say recommending them to other clients or at least like talking more about them, that kind of thing. So, so support for each other. That's one thing that we can do. Another is like even just having some kind of like, can you say national support or institutional support in South Africa? Um, I always uh, bring this up with other photographers. They have a South Africa freelance association. So for that one is general. They talk about writers, they talk about graphic designers and photographers, all people who are in the creative industry. And they create some kind of like outline of how much maybe like if you're a new person to the industry, how much should you charge for this and this and that? If you're somewhat experienced, how much should you charge? If you're a student, how much should you charge? If you're a professional, how much should you charge? So they have recommended prices of what somebody should start as. Because as a photographer, when you start out early, I, I started like dirt cheap, honestly, because I didn't know how to price myself at the time. So if I had come across maybe like, you know, that kind of institution who, who actually makes documents of what could help other freelancers, I would have started off on a better foot. I think, yeah, so some kind of institution support would be great if we can always like sit down and say like, hey, so how do we support each other as freelancers in general? And also how do we support each other as photographers? Because we have thousands of photographers like in Lusaka alone, and it would be great to like have these kind of conversations like what pricing should be, or where can I find this gear, where can I find clientele for this, things like that. We do have groups where people like kind of like support each other with kind of things, but I think we need a little more from that. Yeah. So my question is mm. who exactly is supposed to build this community? Do you feel like it's a particular institution that should take a step or as photographers, you can come together and 
like make it a bit more solidified and have like an established association? What do you think is the best way? Because you, you mentioned South Africa and everything, and you talk about how you have all these institutions that come together to fight for better opportunities. Obviously, that would be the long-term goal, but in the short term, would, would it be a good idea to have like a community as photographers that fight for better? Because, you know, if other industries are not you guys about wanting to do better and wanting more for yourselves, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it would be better not to wait for the entire, you know, not that yeah. it, it shouldn't be done, but I don't know. Yes, Is this something yeah. that you, you have discussed with your fellow photographers? Like I said, I was in a photographer's group with like several photographers who are very uh, like supportive when it comes to like, hey, um, maybe like I have this client who needs shooting for this day, but I'm, I'm unavailable. Is any, anybody else available? I used to do that because sometimes I'll get calls for photo shoots, but maybe I'm not, I'm unavailable on the day. So yeah, as, as photographers, there is that community where we try to help each other out, but we need something that's a little more central based. Like if we had some kind of like website or things like that, because right now it's all it is is a WhatsApp group. What I also recently discovered is that there is a Facebook group for photographers, professional photographers association of Zambia. I went to check out the page. But for typically my needs, I'm not seeing much of how, of what, what they're uh, doing. So that's, that, so that's one. As photographers, yes, definitely. But I think we need a little more. And if we're talking about maybe some people who need to like, you know, in a sense, come and rescue us. But we also ha- would like uh, a space in the National Arts Council. Also in the Visual Arts Council as well where we're able to like, you know, if they're able to provide uh, some kind of like resources when it comes to international opportunities, when it comes to like, you know, say festivals, because I also checked the South African National Arts Council and they have all kinds of opportunities when it comes to different arts uh, for the different sectors of arts where like, you know, people can apply for certain grants, people can apply for, uh, certain schooling and everything like that. Because the creative arts aren't regarded much here in Zambia because there are very few, let's say, schools and institutions that actually, where we can learn from. A lot of people when it comes to these creative arts are self-taught or have to like maybe do workshops outside. So it's very um, uninstitutionalized, basically. So I think that when we have those kind of institutions in place or have more support, that's when we can get a little more organized and. Having it taken as seriously as it should, because it's treated as a very casual business, when in other countries, these things are are taken up as very professional businesses. What comes to mind is like with the Arts Council in South Africa, I remember there was this whole thing where there's this one actor who's become very famous now. I won't mention her name, obviously, but, you know, she was talking about how easy it was for her to get an opportunity from the arts council to, to go study abroad. Yeah. She, she went there and, you know, she was talking about her experience and people are not too happy because of the process. But for me, the thing that stood out to me is like, wow, they actually have a process that actually gets people to these places. You know, they took her all the way to the U S just for her to cement her acting career. So, you know, it would be nice to have, stuff like that. So I 100% agree with you on that. 
I feel like um, the last thing that I want you to do is, first of all, I'm going to ask you a question. What is the biggest achievement you think you have made so far ever since you started your um, photography career? Oh, wow. Biggest achievement. Uh, biggest achievement. Oh, that's, that's, that's slightly hard to think of. Um, I don't know. Oh, I wish I prepared for this question because <laughs> like, uh, it's hard for me to think of one. Like there is one in mind, but I can't talk about them. Then let's see. Hmm. Do you have another question while I think about this question? Don't worry about it. Actually, take your time because the song can edit. Okay. All right. <laughs> See, I, I never had a nomination really. No. Um, I think like my biggest thing hasn't happened just yet. Like where something would like be in the front of my mind. Like, yeah, that was the, you know, uh, accomplishment that I've been looking for. So I guess, I guess just not yet. There have been like, you know, big things that have happened, but they're not at my pedestal, if that makes sense. Right. There's some things that I want to achieve that weren't those things that I've I've achieved right now. Um, Does that make sense? Yes, it does. But it only makes me feel like asking about those big things. (laughs) about <laughs> uh, let's see okay um there was a time when i think i shot for maybe like three festivals as like yeah behind the scenes shooter but it was really cool to have been part of those things because like those seemed like like really big for me oh wait i've got one one of my biggest accomplishments was getting into art residency at Inkwashi last year so that was like, it was a great experience to be there as an art resident. So it was, it was pretty cool. I was there for like four months and I want to do something like that again. I want to get into more residencies and learn more about the art side of photography and, you know, meet more artists because I want to go into the more art side of photography more than the standard, um, you know, client-based side of photography. I want to practice the self-expression and the artistic expression of photography. That's my goal. And that one definitely was the biggest uh, accomplishment of my career so far. Yeah, that's an interesting point you raise where you hope that you, you become the the person that runs the entire show. You You create the scenes and tell your own story rather than you doing the work that people want you to do for them. Exactly. Ah, okay. I've never heard that one before. That's actually pretty interesting. So, yeah. (laughs) So what would you tell a young girl right now who's not really sure about whether she wants to pursue this um, for herself? What advice would you give her? Like she, she really has interest, but she's doubting herself. What would you tell her? Doubts will always be there. I would say always practice or always take pictures because photography is now something that I wish I had started even casually, like in university. If I was like, if I saw a scene and looked good and it looked pretty to me, I would have wanted to like take a photo of it maybe all the time 
that kind of thing, take pictures of friends and like develop like, you know, concepts of something that I see in a magazine or off Instagram or off Pinterest. Like, hey, how about you create a picture that looks like this? So for a girl who's like, you know, unsure about it, if you're unsure, that's okay. But don't stop dreaming or trying it out. Always try it out because there are different kinds of photography. You know, there's portrait, there's landscape, there's macro, there's... So whatever that person is interested in, like, just keep trying it out. Play with it as much as you want. The great thing about photography, as much as it can be a formal job, it can also be a hobby. So, you know, treat it as a hobby if you like, so that there's no pressure from it at all. Um, But the day when you realize that you can actually, like, you know, provide a service and make money for it and become really good at it, then just take it to the next step and, you know, ask people for business advice, how you can upscale your business, ask for help all the time. Anytime you're confused, anytime that you, you need help, uh, you need a helping hand, like somebody who needs to like, you know, be there for you, always ask for help. Don't be shy to ask for help. And always have friends around you who like uh, share your interests because it's always great to have community. So find like-minded people who are interested in what you're interested in as well. Because it's very easy to get lonely in your art if there aren't many people around you who will see the world as you do. Yeah, so find your community, uh, treat it as a hobby if you like, but just like take pictures all the time and always ask for help. Okay, that was fantastic advice. And I'm going to try and take some of it myself because I feel like that. I can also relate with a lot of those things, even though I'm not a little girl. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, lastly, how can people reach you? you plug yourself, you know, your social media, you know, we, we also want people to, you know, benefit from our listeners and, you know, in case there's someone who wants to, you know, check out your work or is interested in, you know, your services that you provide. Um, yeah. Well, how can they reach you? All right. Uh, to reach me, you can reach me at NS Photography. That's E-N-E-S-S Photography on Instagram. That's one of the best places to reach me because you find my contact should be there, whether it's my email or my phone number. You can also reach me via DM, but Instagram DMs can be very funny. Sometimes they might reach me later than you send the DM for some reason. Sometimes I find the DM maybe hours or even some days later, but my contact detail should be there, which is my number and my and my email address. Those are the best ways to reach me. You can find me on Twitter, even like, you know, I sporadically talk about my photography on Twitter, but it's one of the fastest ways to get to me because I'm always there, at Chikashana. So that's C-H-I-Q-Q-A-S-H-A-N-N-A. So those are the two main ways to, to reach me. Or send an email to me, namukolo.siumbwa at gmail.com. Okay, that was... Um, I think I think that, that was... Um, unless there's any other place where they, they can reach you. Um, yeah, um, I have a yeah. link tree hyperlink on my on my Twitter profile page, so that should take everybody where they need to go. Yeah. 
Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Actually, yeah. interestingly enough, I actually did not know your actual name until we engaged for the episode. I knew you as Chikashana. Ah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm 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 glad that I, I learned your name the last uh, few weeks. But you know, very soon everyone will know your name and what you do. Yeah. And you know, I'm so excited because I feel like this is only the beginning for you. Yeah, I just want to thank you for coming on this uh, episode, and it's been interesting having you hopefully we'll have you again sometime soon and we'll have some interesting updates and you know you'll be teaching us something else that you've you've experienced as well as just the fact that maybe by then some change would have happened i'm a very strong believer that change takes place in a short space of time it may take a while but once it happens it just happens like really quick so, with that being said, we are the VZM. Thank you for listening to us, and um, we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to us. We are the Village ZM Podcast. To catch up or to know more about what we do or what is upcoming, feel free to look us up. We are at the Village ZM on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you and goodbye.